Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with his long-running guest, Mr. Greg Dickerson. How you doing, sir? Doing great, Michael. Good to see you. Nice to see you as well. I don't know if you've seen it, but Michael Burry has reactivated his Twitter account. This thing goes on and off, more like a light switch. But currently, it is on, and he is out saying we are in the biggest bubble ever. He has been through two in his investing career. Those were obviously the dot-com and the real estate bubble. He is out saying biggest bubble ever. And, uh, you know, A, I wanted to talk to you about Michael Burry, you know, who he is. Uh, what do you think? Uh, just kind of wrap about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So a lot of people know Michael Burry from the big short. So for everybody listening, he has a Twitter account that he'll delete tweets and he'll just, you know, <laughs> yeah, delete the account weird. and then he'll, you know, he'll take it off, put it back on. Um, you know, I think he has Asperger's or something like that. So he's yeah, kind of, you know, he's kind of, he's, He's a little wild and there's nothing against people that have that, no, but just, I think he's a little just off and a little different, you know, in how he operates. But um, there is a Twitter account called the Michael Burry Archive yeah, and it has all that. of his tweets. So if you want to follow him, you got to follow him there because he deletes the other stuff. But that archive grabs it. He's got to know that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what he's doing. But anyways, yeah. So he's always been, you know, um, a Contra trader. He's always I mean, he made his fortune calling the housing market crisis, literally researching, you know, people's mortgages, looking yeah. at the borrowers, like went through thousands and yeah. thousands of these I, things. I think he, he, I give him credit for, and he was early, right? He may not have been the first, but he was early and he went big and then he stayed. He went a little too early. And that's what his tweet said the other day yeah. is he's been through several, you know, crisis and bubbles to learn not to be too early on shorting something yeah you know so uh i think he's learned his lesson there because <laughs> it cost him it cost him and it was it was just you know it almost ran him out stressful. yeah I, oh yeah it almost it almost crushed him he almost didn't hold on long enough yeah yeah i mean and you know it's easy to be a bull right i mean you know a lot of things go up when the fed's doing what it's doing and it's been doing it since 2008 and 9 it's kind of hard not to be a bull right i mean yeah. it's easy easy to be a bull the hardest thing to be is a bear and be accurate about it. So to understand risk, be able to accurately calculate that risk and then be able to sustain it when it happens, you know, and, you know, that's your real, you know, counter trading, your contra trader, right? Or your contra mm -hmm. investor, understanding that and going against the tide, you know, anybody can make money going up in a bull market. You yeah. Know, the real opportunities a lot of times are in those down markets. And, you know, again, I always talk about you lead the market up and you lead the market down you know, and I've, I've been, you know, successful and profitable through both of those through real estate, even as values dip, mm -hmm. you don't want to catch a falling knife, but you want to lead that market down, you know, and mm -hmm. there, there's an art to that. So you really have to understand it. And, you know, but nobody wants to hear those things when you're in this huge bull market. Yeah. But what he's talking about is everything is in a bubble. Everything. Yeah. And there's I, no, there's no, you know, everybody is calling it a bubble now in Wall Street, whereas other before, they weren't. Now they are. Everybody's talking about how dangerous it is, you know, that it's just unprecedented levels. And we're talking, you know, stocks, bonds, you know, treasuries are, are, are in a bubble, you know, the housing market. I mean, everything, everything, oil, everything is in a bubble right now. And, you know, we've seen these things over and over and over and we've seen cycles. The Fed is now pinned. They are losing, if not lost, all credibility. Um, you know, they're flat out ignoring it because there's nothing they can do without creating the worst financial crisis, mm -hmm. even worse than 0809 if they act appropriately. Uh, so they're just going to ignore it and let, let it play out and just blame pandemic, blame, you know, mm. whatever they can blame and say, hey, we did what we could do. We printed, we kept interest rates low. It wasn't our fault. Mm. You know, so um, it'll be interesting to see if they take any action at all with everything, you know, where we're headed now, because, you know, we inflation's escalating rapidly you know, yeah, level. so that's what he's warning about he's just yeah. warning that look this is unsustainable it's going to pop 
and uh, he doesn't know when it's going to happen. And, uh, you know, he also made a comment one time that a lot of people didn't understand as he said, you know, like Bitcoin specifically, he said, if you don't understand um, the leverage that's in Bitcoin, then you don't understand Bitcoin. And a lot of people don't. They don't understand how leverage works in Bitcoin and how the largest exchange out there will give you 100, 200, you know, times leverage. So, you know, you can put 100 grand into an exchange and be trading on $10 million. Oh, my goodness. You know? Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And, and the way that works is, you know, you can deposit, you know, $100,000 worth of Bitcoin over here or so many Bitcoin. And if you're a whale and you've got, you know, a thousand Bitcoin and you deposit, you know, 100 of them over here, that turns into 200 times leverage that you can get out there and trade. Uh, you know, without actually having to sell your Bitcoin. So you can wow. prop prices up and drive prices and, you know, things like that. People just don't understand the leverage that is there. And then these, you know, um, stable coins that are backed up by commercial paper is kind of similar to the housing market. You know, what, what really tanked the housing market wasn't just a bad mortgage. It was all the leverage in the system because these mortgages were levered up as securities you know, a hundredfold throughout the financial system because of the way that all works and the way banks lever up, the way these mortgages and derivatives were created and levered up and the way all of these things happen. So that's why that was such a huge impact on the banks, yeah. you know? So, you know, now some of the financial markets and the crypto markets and, you know, real estate all happening at once. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty big stuff. Yeah. I think there's a couple of things I'm really taking from Michael Burry stuff. And again, I, I like to watch, I like to watch people that are kind of, I appreciate what Michael did, right? Again, he 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 read the mortgages, right? <laughs> like these 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 CDOs, these packages, thousands of mortgages. He's like reading dry legalese, and you know I respect that, right? As opposed to just you know playing momentum in a bull market, right? Because you're right, being a bear is, is hard. And um, you know the other thing I take from Michael is he says, like you're right, it's assets. Everything is a bubble. <laughs> and then and then finally. Uh, the last thing I took from Michael, because I did a research knowing you and I were talking today, he's like, if I could find a way to short the 30-year treasury, that's the trade today. Right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like when people say treasury's in a bubble, what do you mean? It's only, you know, what are, what are treasuries today? Like, you know, not even 2% yet or? No, I don't think so. I didn't look. I yeah, didn't, I 10, look years, at the 10 years, 1.6, you know, 30-year yeah. might be might be pushing two or a little bit over. So Maybe, what yeah. I mean is the, the bubble is down. So it goes the opposite way. Mm -hmm. And that's why he's saying you really can't technically short, you know, a treasury, um, you know, but that's, a, that's a different kind of play all, all in and of itself. I'm not sure where 30 year is. I think it's over 2% now, isn't it? It would have to be over 2% if the one I would yeah. think I can try to find it 30 year. I can't find it. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting times. And you know, what, um, what's really interesting is now all of the bulls of wall street are coming out and going, Hey, this is a very dangerous game that the fed is playing yeah. and we're on a very unsustainable path. You know, but at the same time, let's just keep it going while we can keep it going, you know, <laughs> yeah. but because there's nowhere else to go. Even treasuries, you know, yeah. those yields are coming up a little bit, but it's yeah. still risk on right now. It's not risk off until the Fed changes gears. Yeah. They have not changed gears. You know, um, it, you know, it's it, it's very tricky. It's very tricky. You know, there, yeah. there has to be a deleveraging at some point to the scale that we're on. And I mean, then we're just passing trillions of dollars in stimulus and infrastructure spending, which, you know, in an inflationary period is just going to add more inflation. Yeah. And I want to, I, I want to talk. I don't understand. I don't get it. We're going to spend, I don't know, call it a trillion dollars between friends. And somehow that is Janet Yellen, Janet Yellen, like says, we're going to spend a trillion dollars in hard infrastructure and it's going to lower inflation. I'm like, what? I mean, I can't, 
I, I don't see it. I don't understand. I mean, what am I missing? <laughs> you know, they, they don't get it either. You know, <laughs> okay, good. They're not, I'm really, not... <laughs> they're not putting gas in their car and they're not going to the grocery store and they're not, you know, seeing anything everywhere you go, price go up everywhere because of this, because of that, because of labor, because of, you know, yeah. um, transportation costs. I mean, you know, f- fuel surcharges, you know, I, saw, you know, I mean, every day you see something where there's a new surcharge being yep. added to some delivery service, you know, for this and that, which, you know, rightfully so. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just amazing, you know, what, what's happening right now and that they're just ignoring it going, ah, it's going to go away as soon as the pandemic's gone. Well, guess what? We're two years in the pandemic ain't gone. Yeah. You know, uh, things haven't changed. And, you know, this, this, you know, the, the wage inflation and the, the change in late in the labor force that's put, you know, an increase in prices and, you know, increase in cost of doing business on businesses, that's not going anywhere, you know, so, um, you know, it's very, very interesting times. And I'm, I'm not quite sure what she's thinking. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if, she, if they fully get it or fully understand, because again, none of them are operating a business. They don't have to make a profit. So they, they don't yeah. fundamentally understand business. Yeah. They don't have to, you know, that's the problem with government, you know, and like a lot of people want to attack, you know, the wealthy and this, that, and the other. And, you know, they're not the problem. The problem is government. You know, they are the ones that are spending the money that are creating the problems. The wealthy are just using, you know, legal tax, you know, loopholes and tax laws, you know, to minimize their taxes. So, you, you know, you want, you got to change that. And, you know, yeah. if you want everybody to pay the same amount then go to a flat tax, you yeah. know, and, uh, you know, or consumption tax and everybody's paying their fair share, you yeah. know, instead of having all these different things. But remember why tax loopholes were created, created by the politicians for power and control over business industry and to get money from wealthy you know so it's it's you know don't go after the wealthy you got to go after the politicians and somebody had responded to one of the videos and said well how do we go after politicians well you got to get involved in your community you've got to expose these things and you've got to vote you know you got to understand who's getting paid by who who's writing the laws you know and i'll tell you who writes the laws in this company number one is the insurance insurance is one of the most powerful entities institutions on the planet they write your laws because it's all about insurance having to pay. Mm. So they're lobbying and spending hundreds of millions of dollars a year to lobby lawmakers. So they get the laws written the way they want to get them written. So they don't have to pay. Uh, and then you have corporations and, you know, wealthy individuals that are contributing, you know, and, and, you know, that's just on the books, you know, there's so much that goes on off the books mm-hmm. that, you know, and just look at how, you know, all of the politicians are enriching themselves. Like, you know, Bernie Sanders and, you know, Elon Musk, if you saw that little <laughs> I exchange did. over the weekend. I did. I always yeah. forget you're still alive. Hey, you know, Bernie's got a net worth of $3 million. Is he giving that away to people? No. You know, uh, how much is he paying? You know, uh, Joe Biden's very wealthy. You know, he's $10 million bucks. you know. Um, I think Nancy Alyssa, Pelosi, you know, yeah, has Nancy, Nancy Pelosi's 10 x I mean, she's worth, you know, I can't remember what it is now, but it's, I'm gonna it's look a significant it up. I, amount. I think it's $100 million. Yeah, since she's become speaker by, you know, uh, insider trading. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm that's look, why the laws are where they are and why they exist. And, you know, that's who we have to crack down on as politicians. You got to have term limits. You got to, you know, they can't be allowed to trade and do these things while they're in office. I mean, you got to, you know, uh, people have to rise up and take control back of this, of the government, you know? Yeah. I'm going to look up, I'm typing in what is Nancy Pelosi's network? Cause the last time I saw it, yeah. it was crazy. And, and, and that's really it. You know, I mean, really at the end of the day, you need term limits at all levels. Okay. All levels of Congress. Once you serve in government, you should not be allowed to oh. serve in you know, private sector where, you know, you can benefit from that service of government. You should be whatever you did before you went and served. When you're done, you go back to that. You don't stay in Washington and continue to leverage that 
you know, power and influence and, uh, you Nancy know, Pelosi government. in, you know, not in 2015 is the first thing I found OpenSecrets.org is the source. And again, I just went to Google. I have no skin in the game. In 2015, she was worth a hundred million dollars and she has only gotten richer. Yeah. There's, and it's yeah. not just, you know, it's both sides of the aisle. So it's oh, Republicans, yeah. it's Democrats, it's all of them, you know, it's, yeah. it's all politicians, you know, most of them are, you know, maybe they start out thinking, Hey, I want to make a difference. But as soon as their pockets get, you know, filled up a little bit, you know, they start heading down that, that path and, you know, the streets are paved with gold and, mm-hmm. you know, DC and state capitals, you know, so that's where the money is made and the deals go down. So anyways, long story short, that's, you know, who we need to, as a nation, to be, you know, going after and reigning in is, is the lawmakers, because that's where all these laws are created. You know, it's not the oh, wealthy that are creating jobs, opportunity, they're getting rich, sure, you know, and I mean, it's their prerogative what they do with their money, you know, just like anybody else. So I just found one for 2020. She's now worth $190 million. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And exactly. I mean, she's doubling it every year, because you know, she's, she's got the inside skinny, you know, and all this money that's being put out. Why do you think it keeps getting put out? Mm. You know, why do you think let me look at all the Fed people that were trading and selling all their stocks right before the peak, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah, that that actually is one of the reasons I think I don't know if we've talked about this, but I think Jerome Powell will not be renominated because of that reason. The Fed knows if they stop printing, and if they raise interest rates market goes down. What does that do to their own personal net worth? Yeah, you know, what I'm saying they know. I mean, so they have a vested interest to keep pumping and keep pumping it up, you know, and all their, you know, I mean, it's just, it's a game and, you know, that's how it works. And, you know, there's a lot of people that have benefited from that game, retirees and people that are in the markets and Mm -hmm. those types of things. But now it's very dangerous. And a lot of people are getting drawn into the markets and they're going to get, they're going to get, you know, hurt when it does, you know, delever and it's going to deleverage at some point. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, do me a favor, uh, Greg, how can people follow you? Cause you do amazing stuff every day. Yeah, gregdickerson.com. That's where all my info is. YouTube podcast, gregdickerson.com. Very cool, man. Thanks again.